Hello and welcome. It's the, the Graveyard, Graveyard Girls, Girls, a true crime and mysteries podcast. Yes. We have a little update. Yes, we do have a little update. Um, I was obviously scrolling through social media and I came across the podcast of uh, Morbid Podcast, who we've been following for a little while. And they also covered the Somerton Man, mm-hmm. like we did. And they've found out that they now have the actual results back for the DNA. They've actually been able to name who the Somerton Man is. It's still unknown how he came to, to his die. Death, yes. But he now has a name. So thank you to them for pointing that out because it meant I could pass it on to Natasha for her to just double check. Yeah, so I looked on uh, BBC's coverage of it and he is uh, Carl, also known as Charles Webb, that who is who is the Somerton Man. So at least he finally has a name. Yeah, he has a name. Rather than, um, what did we call him? Did we call him Charles? No, no, it was Jeff. Jeff, Jeffrey oh, Bobbitt. Jeffrey Bobbitt hat, <laughs> yes. I'm sorry we named you that. But now you have your name back and it's Carl Webb. Okay. I did see if he was related to the nurse, but there was nothing on that. Absolutely nothing. So no. How strange because it was so centred around that. And then it's ended up being nothing related to that. Well, that we know of at this time. Okay. So they know who he is, but yeah. So is the family Australian or are they from somewhere else? They are Australian. Oh, okay. Because obviously they were suspecting before that he might have come from another country. Russia, yes. Um, but yeah, so he's been found. Well, oh, he's, brilliant. Well, he's, he was well, found we know a long who time. He is. We have we know his who identity. He is. Yes. So at least so he... he's no, more, no longer unmarked. They can no. give him an actual gravestone now. Yeah, so that, that um, oh, what were the projects who were um, trying to find unknown people at least they can um put an, his name yeah, on his grave now yeah he's not an unknown man anymore no that's good so they their hard work and the um dr abbott has found who he is yes i know it's a good conclusion it's nice it's kind of been solved. i mean there's still a lot of mystery around it mm. but it's kind of been solved so it's good I want to say that we solved it, but we clearly no, no, we did not. If <laughs> we had nothing to do, maybe with it. we uh, sparked extra interest in the scientists and encouraged them to work even harder to get the DNA back. Even though I think they started the research before we even started the podcast, it's fine. We, um, we continue to encourage them. That's what okay, it was. Okay, okay, okay. It's like keep going, <laughs> keep going. Like, scientists. They were about ready to give up, and they're like, "We'll do just one more test for Natasha and Amelia." And Graveyard what, what girls. <laughs> There we go. We're taking the credit. <laughs> but yes, anyway, back to today and our current case. What do you have for me today? I have a case that was recommended by Tom. Okay. <laughs> he thinks you'd like this case. I don't is know it, why. It's not going to be alien, is it, Natasha? <laughs> maybe, oh, maybe I could work an alien theory into no. this. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do that for every single one. (laughs) And you will never suspect. Okay, so in about um, 1756 to 57, William Kate married Elizabeth Lyons. They moved to Stoke Ferry where William kept an inn and then later on a local post office. During her pregnancy, Elizabeth's sister Frances, also known as Fanny, moved Mm. in. (laughs) (laughs) Is this why Thomas has selected it for me? Uh, it's part of it. Oh, so there's more. There's more funny. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot more funny. <laughs> unfortunately, Elizabeth died during tra- childbirth. Oh, Fanny. <laughs> Fanny stayed to care for the baby, who was a boy, 
And then in an, another unlucky event, the baby too died. Rather than leave, Fanny stayed to care for William and the house. They soon began a relationship, but canon law would not let the pair marry. Oh, so Fanny and Dick are together. <laughs> Fanny and Willie. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they are together. <laughs> William travelled to London for legal advice, and because Elizabeth bore him a son, he couldn't marry Fanny. Oh, I'm sorry, what? So if he'd had a daughter, they could have? Oh, I don't know. I think it was just because at the time the son was still alive. Oh, so he's like an heir? Yes. Right, I okay. think. It was weird canon law. I looked into it and it was just like, because there was a living child. Oh, right, okay. And they said son. But then the son died. But then I couldn't. I think because there was like a child born through that family already. Oh, okay. He couldn't, couldn't marry into that family oh. again. Which is okay. weird. I mean, it is and it isn't, but it also would be like... You marrying your sister's boyfriend after she died. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, you wouldn't do yeah, that. Yeah, you wouldn't say no thank you. <laughs> but, yeah, your penis is fitting my sister. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, this is what I don't get. Like, why would you... Like, no, I couldn't. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I definitely wouldn't go for any of my sister's boyfriends. They're not my type. No. I don't think... No. Okay. Uh, moving on. <laughs> so, in January of... 1759 he gave up the post office left fanny and moved to london <laughs> in the hope that quote business would erase the passion he had unfortunately di- uh, indulged end quote fanny stayed with one of her brothers in Lynham. Right, okay <laughs> <laughs> you're being very um well behaved right now <laughs> i know I'm, I'm trying i'm trying to allow you to execute the facts of this case without me giggling fanny every 30 <laughs> seconds <laughs> Fanny, okay. <laughs> Despite her family's disapproval of their relationship, Fanny began to write passionate letters to William, quote, filled with repeated entries to spend the rest of their lives together, end quote. He eventually allowed her to join him in London. Oh, we missed Fanny. He did miss Fanny. I mean, he could have found another one. Yeah, he didn't want another one. He wanted that Fanny and Natasha. <laughs> The two decided to live together as man and wife, making wills in each other's oh, favour. Oh, so naughty. Yes, naughty they are. Fanny. <laughs> <laughs> making wills in each other's favour and hoping to remain discreet. Mm, I don't know, it depends how naughty they were. They moved to lodgings near Mansion House, but their new landlord found out about their relationship Presumably from... Because they're being noisy. <laughs> because they're being noisy, or from Fanny's family. And so he refused to pay William back some money he owed him. In re- so in response, William had him arrested. Which is weird, why would... You draw your land- attention to it as well. Yeah, but why would your landlord owe you money? Which Maybe is weird. he gave him some money for the thing and it was a bit too much and he then was supposed to give it him back. And then just don't, don't pay him that amount. That's a good point. Just take the money out. I don't know. Right? And then... Unless he borrowed money for something different, like a debt of mm. something completely unrelated. True. Okay. Then just don't pay him any rent. Yeah, it's true. That still applies. Mm. But I think it's probably because he found out about their relationship and he was like, I'll have you arrested. I don't like Fanny. <laughs> <laughs> no, he likes Willie instead. Um... <laughs> uh, <laughs> The couple attended an early morning prayers at a local church where they met the officiating clerk, Richard Parsons. Dick. (laughs) 
There is another dick. He listened to their plight and he offered the, them a room at his home on Cock Lane. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> so we've got three dicks. Yes. And a fanny. Yes. I mean, technically two because the first fanny died. And then he started messing around with first fanny's sister fanny. <laughs> <laughs> and now they reside on Cock Lane. Yeah, and fell out with a cock. But uh, yeah, with a dick. <laughs> also, why? Why? What's Why is everyone related? Why is everyone named Fanny or Dick in the olden times? I think that's just probably. Was it so frowned upon that they just find clever ways of inserting it into? Ooh, maybe you know yeah, how like for yeah. years or well, up until like the nineties, yeah. still could say like penis on TV. So yeah. Was it just a clever way? This of inserting is them rebelling. It? Yeah. Yeah, because like, why would you? Unless at that time it didn't mean that. What what body part do you think you'd be, Natasha? <laughs> <laughs> Are we naming you Fanny? I'd say an arse. <laughs> Nipple. Nipple? Nipple for Natasha. Oh, okay. What are you then? I don't know. An anus. Arse. No, I wouldn't be an arse. <laughs> anyway, why would you name, like, something Cock Lane? Would it be after chickens? Possibly. It's still a weird name. I don't know. It's like Cock Soup, isn't it? I'm sure there is. So yes, uh, Cock Lane is just north of the church. It was a three-story house in a respectable but declining area, and although it sounds like a quite large home, it only had one floor on each, uh, one room on each floor. Right. Okay. So it's like I kind of. So they're built up rather than out. Yeah. I think that's consistent with, like, London. Tall, skinny cock, long, skinny cock. <laughs> I could see where you were going. I was just like... So oh, sorry, I'm very distracted. All the rooms were connected with a winding staircase. So it's not, it's not very private. No, but it wasn't then. Like, basically, I had no. several families in one house. Can you imagine that? How were you having... No. I don't. I just think people just didn't care. Mm. But clearly they do because then it's like, oh, you cannot have sex with anyone who you are not married to. You can't, but you can listen in. <laughs> you can listen in, yes. I don't. It's God's will, Natasha. <laughs> God's will. Uh, anyway, while William was away at a <laughs> wedding in the country, reports of strange noises began in the home. <laughs> Richard and his wife had two daughters, and before he left, William asked the eldest daughter, Elizabeth, who was 11, to stay with Fanny, who was several months pregnant, and asked oh. Elizabeth to share their bed with Fanny while he was away, That's which is weird. weird. He likes yeah. girl on girl. She's 11. Doesn't matter. Also, she's... She, at 11, at that point, she's old enough to marry, it's fine. She's on her, like, 17th child. Yeah. Also weird, she's also called Elizabeth, and that was the name of his first wife. That's why he likes her. Mm, she's 11 Does she have, is her sister called Fanny as well <laughs> I'm not sure what her sister's name is it's probably undocumented she was titties <laughs> <laughs> so yes it's a bit weird that an 11 year old is staying in the bed with a maybe 20 something year old yeah it's just why would you need her to get a know. room away all you have to do is call for her and she'll be there it's weird anyway the two reported hearing scratching and rapping noises 
Richard's wife attributed these to a neighbouring uh, cobbler, but when the noises were heard on Sundays, when obviously no one worked, this this, de- this debunked the uh, cobbler theory. James Frazen visited the Cock Lane residence. He reported seeing a ghostly white figure ascend the stairs. Terrified, he left and returned home. Richard later then came to see him and also claimed to see the ghost. Right, okay. As Fanny was only a few weeks from giving birth, William made arrangements for a new home for them. But by January 1760, the home wasn't ready, so they temporarily moved to an inconvenient apartment, whatever that means. Oh, uh, it's up 20 flights of stairs. (laughs) Probably, yeah, actually, yes. On the 25th of January, uh, Fanny fell ill. <laughs> Poor Fanny. <laughs> she was diagnosed with, an er- with early stages of an eruptive fever and agreed... So the doctor who was overseeing, overseeing uh, Fanny, he agreed that the apartment wasn't good for someone who was in a critical stage of pregnancy, so Fanny was moved to the resident William had arranged for them. At the new place, the doctor returned and met with her met with her apothecary, who both agreed that Fanny's symptoms were indicative of smallpox. She died on the 2nd of February. Oh no. Dead funny. Dead funny. <laughs> so we're going to back to Cock Lane. Where there's lots of dicks. Yeah, I've just realised that I did the um, the phallus court. Yeah. It, um, maybe I'm trying to tell me something. <laughs> <laughs> You've been deprived of dick. I have. I could have told you that, Natasha. <laughs> Richard, like William's previous landlord, owed him money and refused to pay him back. So William sued him. This is when the strange noises began. Nope. He chose not to some noisy neighbours. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because everyone's you definitely living. definitely hearing everyone, I think. Yeah. Or did just no one make any noise in the weird? Or was that, you just hear the... Yeah, <laughs> the bed <Yeah>. creaking. <laughs> maybe, maybe it was sinful to make noises. Yeah, so everyone, oh, you had to do it in silence. I, but then I feel like it turned into weird, awkward eye contact because you can't make a noise. Even like, she's still alive. Yeah. <laughs> you got to check. <laughs> I don't, would it? It's got to be pleasurable, isn't it, for the woman at that time? I don't think they care, Sasha. True. Anyway, where am I? So, yeah, the <laughs> strange noises apparently emanated from Elizabeth, who also suffered fits. Okay. So maybe witches are involved. Oh, maybe. Probably not. A witchy fanny. (laughs) (laughs) The house was regularly disturbed by unexplained noises. Some that sounded like a cat scratching a chair. Which is very specific. Yes, and a bit strange. Yes. Reportedly, Richard... Did they have a cat? I don't know. Because if they didn't have a cat, then it's definitely strange. I assume they did not have a cat. Okay. Maybe it's just rats. Probably for the time. Dirty London, and it's a declining area. (laughs) Anyway, Richard Richard was so determined to find the source of the noises that he had the panelling of Elizabeth's bed removed. Obviously, nothing was found. Richard then approached John Moore, who was an assistant preacher at the same church that Richard was a clerk at. Did you say John? John. It's another dick. (laughs) <laughs> John Moore <laughs> as this ghost appeared before Fanny's death and continued as she was on her deathbed the pair believed the ghost was Fanny's sister Elizabeth oh no 
Fanny number one came back. <laughs> She's unhappy. not angry that he's messing around with another yeah. Fanny. Oh, exactly. Sorry, I distracted you. Yes, you did. <laughs> after Fanny after... everywhere. There is a lot of Fanny on this page. <laughs> after Fanny's death, the pair then concluded that because the noises and scratches continued, that the spirit now haunting them was the ghost of Fanny. I don't get why they're so adamant yeah. that it's Elizabeth and then Fanny and not still elizabeth i don't know and unfortunately because of the way the ghost communicated was through scratching she got the name scratching fanny <laughs> this is why tom not wanted itchy me to fanny. Do it. not itchy she's scratching does she have a stinky bush <laughs> no one's gonna understand that reference <laughs> natasha has a stinky bush <laughs> no at school i said there was a smelly bush outside the school oh what happened was we were talking about it started off with you know we used to have lavender outside the uh swimming bath and obviously it was smelly and then we started talking about other things that were stinky and Natasha turned around and went I had a stinky bush at school I had a stinky bush at school <laughs> outside the school it was very smelly so, probably... <laughs> so Natasha had a stinky bush I can just, take you through while this while she was at school <laughs> I will take you through this bush and you can smell it it stinks I don't want to smell your stinky bush. <laughs> no, you don't. It's really smelly. <laughs> so yeah, Natasha's a stinky bush. <laughs> it's because I'm swampy. It is. Mm. You don't behave yourself. <laughs> no. <laughs> Very mature. During this time... Oh, my cheeks hurt. During this time, it was a common held belief that a person's spirit may return to warn those still alive. And now they believe that there were two restless spirits. This was therefore an obvious sign that to both men that these ghosts had an important message to disclose. You can see that, right? My hand's hurting at this point because <laughs> I can't read my writing. <clears throat> Richard and John devised a so method... Dick and Dick. <laughs> dick and Dick devised a method of communication one knock for yes two for no okay using this system the ghost appeared to claim that fanny had been murdered <laughs> it was conjectured that that james Fraser's soul was presumably the ghost of elizabeth to warn her sister of her impending death oh the, this first ghost then disappeared and through repeated questioning of fanny's ghost she apparently didn't die of smallpox but of arsenic poisoning oh which was apparently administered by William just two hours before her death. Fanny's other sister, Anne, had complained that her coffin lid was screwed down so she couldn't see her sister one last time. Oh, so couldn't confirm the smallpox. Yes. So, yes, this is... John thought this was done because Fanny's body didn't show any signs of smallpox and William didn't want others to find out that Fanny didn't die of the disease. So, right, yeah, okay. you're, you're correct. Covering up the murder. As a clergyman with inclinations towards Methodism, he was inclined to trust the ghost, but for added support and confirmation, John enlisted the help of Thomas Broughton. He visited Cock Lane and left convinced the ghost was real. Right, okay. The story spread through London, and the public ledger began to publish detailed accounts of the phenomena, and William fell under public suspicious as a murderer. Okay, I kind of see where this is coming from, to be fair. I kind of get it. I don't think it's impossible. He could have killed his wife. I quite like a murder mystery. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe, but... Dick killed like... Fanny. <laughs> <laughs> but, like... What... Why would a ghost... 
I don't know. Like, how I don't would... believe in the ghosty no. one in the other bit. No. But the whole not being able to see because the thingy was screwed down, they would have made a request that they wouldn't have done open casket. Okay, So yeah, for yeah. that not to be done, I kind of get like, it does sound a little bit suspicious. Okay. And it ties in nicely with the ghost story. Of course. I think that's the... Um the thing it's like oh it's like it's another thing that's adding to yeah. it because like oh you don't believe the ghost theory but her we sister couldn't see her yeah. dead body yeah mm. and then we obviously the fam- fanny <laughs> <laughs> and then fanny's family wouldn't they obviously disproved uh, disapproved of their relationship so this is another thing like oh he murdered her yeah because it was so wrong that like why would, why would they go through all that just so he would murder her i don't know i don't know anyway back to the story after reading the veiled accusations, William was determined to clear his name. So with a friend, he went to see John. William admitted him and Fanny weren't married, and John told him he believed he was not a murderer, but rather the spirit's presence indicated that there was something darker, and if William went to the house, he'd believe the ghost was real. Right. So William Thomas and two physicians who attended Fanny in her final days went to Cock Lane, which is like... Just ask the physicians if she died of smallpox, really. Okay. I guess. Yeah. On the upper floor, poor Elizabeth was publicly undressed, sat on the bed in the middle of the room, and the audience sat around her. Huh. I just... I don't get why she was stripped naked. No, She's why. 11. Yeah, it's a bit pervy and yeah, weird. And these are all men. I old men as well, I bet. Yeah, I don't like it. So, yeah, they were warned that the ghost was sensitive to disbelief. Right, okay. Mm, So I think they're like setting up the scene. When the seance began, Mary Fraser, who was a relative of the Parsons, ran around the room (laughs) shouting, Fanny, Fanny, why don't you come? (laughs) Do come. Pray, Fanny, come, dear Fanny, come. Did she come? (laughs) She did not come. Why would it? (laughs) When nothing happened, John told the group the ghost wouldn't appear because they... They were making too much noise and they should leave the room and said he would try to contact her by stomping his foot. Oh. Maybe that would make her come. (laughs) Maybe it would shock her into it. Also, they're not making the noise. Mary, who is the relative, is making all the noise. Is she like running around the room? Mary. Mary. Funny. It's just so weird. About ten minutes later, they were told the ghost was there and they should enter the room. Oh, right, okay. The ghost is now there. John then she went... Came. <laughs> <laughs> she finally. Came. She finally came. After about ten minutes of stomping. <laughs> John then went through his and Richard's questions. Are you the wife of Mr. Kent? Two knocks, which is no. Right? Okay. Yes. Did you die naturally? Two knocks. By poison, one knock. Did any person other than Mr. Kent administer it? Two knocks. A member of the audience exclaimed to William, ask this ghost if you should be hanged. So William did. One knock. William exclaimed, thou art lying, spirit. Thou art not the ghost of my fanny. (laughs) (laughs) She would never have said such a thing. What would fanny say? (laughs) Public interest grew in the story as it was discovered that the ghost appeared to follow Elizabeth. She was moved to a residence and then the scratching and noises began to happen there. She was then returned to Cock Lane. 
Many seances were held and this young girl was always at the centre of them. Which is a bit strange. Mm. And not at all suspicious. No. Sometimes in the homes of others, and not just in Cock Lane, the seances were held. Mr. Bruin held one in his home on nearby Hosier Lane, and this was attended by a man who, quote, <laughs> extremely desirous of detecting the fraud and discovering the truth of this mysterious affair, end quote. William Kent began an investigation of his own, too. Richard refused to reveal the whereabouts of his daughter because of this. Because of all the seances and the story in the public ledger, Cock Lane was inundated with enormous queues. <laughs> all hoping so to all queuing up for Kelk. <laughs> yes. All hoping to witness the ghost. So Cock Lane became impassable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's uh cock blocked, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously there was a small... In the search for Fanny. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, they're all after Fanny. They're not there's not um a clitoris fool by any <laughs> <laughs> There is an island. Or couldn't they find that one? (laughs) There's a a man-made island, and I think it's somewhere in America. I'm not sure which state it is in, but it's shaped. Oh, no. Yeah. (laughs) And the the house is where the clip (laughs) is. I've got to find it. I don't know where it is. Uh, Obviously, there's a small fee to pay to enter the home. Oh, okay. And obviously, if you go back... pay for funny. Yes, you've got to pay. You do have to pay for a funny. Okay. There's an entrance fee. And, <laughs> and obviously, if you remember, Richard was kind of struggling for some money. Oh, okay. Oh, didn't, I see. He didn't pay William back, did he? Yes, he's got to make that money back somehow. Mm. So the father and daughter duo then took the show on the road. The ghost told the gathered crowds it would follow Elizabeth everywhere. An investigator asked it to prove it. Obviously, nothing happened. An investigation committee took Elizabeth to a house of a clergyman and asked to communicate with Fanny. The ghost could only produce knocks which made them suspicious. Uh, which it would, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth was repeatedly tested for days with her father's approval so she could prove the ghost was real. The noises continued, but once she was asked to keep her hands and feet outside of the bed, the uh... noises stopped. Interesting that, isn't it? A little bit interesting, yes. For two nights, the noises... For two nights, the noises stopped, and Elizabeth was told that if no more noises were heard, she and her father would be going to prison. Right. Her maids then saw her conceal a small piece of wood and informed the investigators. Unsurprisingly, the scratching resumed the next day. Mm. They concluded that Elizabeth was responsible for the noises, and she was being forced by her father she was allowed home after this okay so she doesn't get in trouble for it yes the duo didn't stop they claimed that the ghost would appear to anyone who visited her burial vault the investigation committee visited the vault nothing happened richard had remarked that william's presence alone would be sure enough to rouse the angry spirit so william was brought to the vault again nothing but silence is exhausted of fighting years of accusations, he insisted on opening her coffin. This led to the end of everything. Oh. Richard Parsons, his daughter and other conspirators were found guilty of defamation and ordered to pay William a substantial amount for the distress caused. Oh, so all that money he's just made from his little show, he's now got to pay William. <laughs> yes. 
Well, he shouldn't have lied in the first place, should he? No, it seems a bit silly. Protesting his innocence, Richard was sentenced to two years in prison and was ordered to stand in the stocks three times before being released. So I, d- I don't know how much like the others had to pay. I think he was the only one who had to go right, to prison. Okay. But he just seemed the main instigator in it all, to be fair. Well, yeah, because it seemed to start when he owed William money. Yes. So Did this... he kill Fanny? Oh, Maybe he had an infected blanket, so he gave her smallpox. Oh. Like the um, colonists did with the Native Americans. Mm-hmm. Maybe. And this isn't the end of the Cock Lane ghost. Oh, there's more cock. Because <laughs> it lived on in literature <gasps> and the theatre ever since. In the works of Oliver Goldsmith and William Hogarth. Dickens also featured the ghost with Mrs. Nickleby, who claimed that her great-grandfather went to the school of with the Cock Lane ghost. So it's just Ooh. full of dicks. Of fannies. And fannies. Oh, just not <laughs> the mic. <laughs> so that's the story that Tom wanted me to do for you. A scratchy fanny. <laughs> he, knew, he thought you'd like it. I did like it. Yeah. A very giggly one, so I do apologise. I feel like this episode has been more me sniggering than... Uh... I think you've been more well-behaved than I think you would have been, I think. I'm not sure. I think it's also because I'm conscious of the fact that I still have to do some more recording today and I have to then try and be sensible. Yes, I know. normally, like, with the phallus one, we couldn't continue mm. because it just left me a bit deranged. I think because I've been a bit deprived for a bit too long. <laughs> To be and then fair. became distracted and couldn't concentrate anymore. I know, I started off really well in that. And then I was like, oh, I've gone really sleepy. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I can't continue now. <laughs> we got a bit overexcited. Oh, yeah. Got a bit overexcited thinking of... Um, Phallicises. Yes. Phallicis. <laughs> Dionysuses. But yeah, no, I enjoyed the uh, case of Fanny. <laughs> <laughs> So and the multiple not, dicks. <laughs> I guess it wasn't a true crime. It's almost like a miscarriage of justice. Slash, it is. Someone's trying to make money. Because how did she die if it wasn't smallpox? I think it was smallpox. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think the physicians were correct. Oh, okay. Also, why didn't they speak up at that time when they went to the seance and be like, uh, actually, we uh, went to see, to see her. a naked 11-year-old girl laying on a bed? Oh, well, don't say that. Don't I'm make it saying. creepy. It is creepy. They, it were, is creepy. Like, they were probably in their 50s and she's like 11. They were like, ooh, she could be my next wife. Yeah, probably because they're like, oh, my nine-year-old wife just died. <laughs> <laughs> it's, no, I don't like it. It's weird. Yes. On that note. On that note. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, keep creeping. And we'll keep digging. <laughs>